Yeah, I should be able to. This is RSN Podcast. Today we're discussing best heel, best face terms in the WWE. Um, there's many different things that go on, but then we especially the heel turns. There's so many. You know, in this podcast, we're discussing the heel turns. Uh, RSN, all three of us are going to pick up one each, one of heel, one face. We're going to discuss about what we like about it. We just want to start off by talking about PWO for us. Uh, pro wrestling opinion. There's a lot of different things you can find out there. Just, just uh, you know, pro, you can just check it up online. We have it here on the page. We also have a Facebook page, RSN page. It's on uh, uh, Facebook, YouTube.com. It's uh, YouTube.com slash RSN. That's the uh, YouTube page. Also, we have uh, the Facebook. Facebook is Facebook.com slash RSN podcast. All right, so we're just gonna get down to it. Um, so what do you guys say? What do you think makes uh, it's good for business? Well, my opinion, it depends on who the character is and how they're changing, whether it's from face to heel or heel to face. Sometimes it could benefit the company, depending on how they're going to use the term. But at the same time, it could also hurt, depending on who it is. And if it's a popular seller... And that could hurt the merchandise and the popularity of the character. Do you think the firm, the firm uh, kayfabe is dead? Do you think that heels and dead and the uh, faces are, you know, that concept is being done now? It's like, you know, do you think it's out? What do you think it still exists? It's uh, always going to exist. It has to. That's what, that's what keeps the art of wrestling going. I mean, obviously, they're going to make changes, but, um, you know, obviously in the Attitude Era, they had uh, make some adjustments, but, you know, more or less, that's what keeps the storylines going. You know, you're like, you need a clear hero and a clear villain. I mean, but if you see now, like, most of the most of programming, is not, like, you know, that many heroes. Right now, and all of um, yeah. that's what I'm attacking you see a lot of heels and faces right there, but like you know, half you don't even know half the time it's one of the heel or a face. I was just about to say that. Yeah, like you see half the time, there's like you know, you're always talking about how new uh, is this or or Antonio tomorrow. They're both you know, they're free, bad, and all that. It's, do you think it kind of blows up the concept of heel and face anymore, or do you think it helps the have more? Do you think it's okay. Good, right? It's like you just said. Nowadays, you can't even tell who's the face, who's the heel, because the heels are getting face pops, face pops are getting heels. Well, they're making turns based off the crowd reactions, definitely. Well, if you look more, more recently, it would be like New Day. Like the biggest person is Randy Orton. You don't know if he's a heel or face, but he personally doesn't care. I mean, some people don't care. There's, you know, there's some people that, uh, like, cosmetically, when you look at them, you picture them. You know, and if I look, look at someone, they look like a face. Like, it's probably, you know, looking at it, they're probably looking at someone like a face. look, does this guy have personality? Does he look that, or does he not? Yeah, I don't think I've seen the ESPN documentary for next week. That was a great documentary. Yeah, you've seen that. Like, uh, uh, I don't know, but, 
They're saying that they're going to make them um, appeal. But then what they do, they will have a face. Because ultimately, they thought he wasn't good enough, he was going to look and all that. Not right. He had to re. I think he said he rolled 10 different characters, I think he said. Yeah. yeah he said 10 different characters or something. He rolled 10 different character ideas just to get Adam Rose. I mean, it's just, I think it's, like, like you guys said, you know, it's just, it's depending on the person, who they are, and what they do. It depends on the character. Yeah. I think the ones that we are going to talk about right now, probably, the best faces and the best heroes, they're probably, you know, some, some that, you know, we think that are the people that really have made a big impact. And one of them really made a, like, a, you know, a solid point. And what people well, do. which one do you want to start with? Well, let's start with, I guess, um, faces. Right. Let's start with so we'll do the face turn first? The face turn first. We'll start with Rich, and then me, and after I'll be there. And then when we do the heel turn, we'll do a reverse. Then we'll do a reverse, yeah. Alright. So, you guys ready? What's your, yeah, what's your pick for face? My face turn happens to be one of the most unexpected ones. It was at the end of Evolution when Batista turns on Evolution. Batista? Yeah. As a face turn, right? Yeah. When he left Evolution. Oh, really? Well, what do you think made um, him leaving? Or do you think he coming out? Like, maybe the fact that he, like, the way that he did. It the way that it just all came about. Because if you remember vaguely, uh, Randy Orton had won the title, and then that was his face turn. Yep. But everyone kind of saw that one coming. But the Batista one, no one expected that to happen, and that benefited his character because if I'm, I believe that started the Batista Triple H uh, rivalry. I mean, that was a good segue, I mean, and like, you know, on the other side, you saw something, you know, good for him, that turned out to something that, you know, made him into his own household name. Like, you saw a little more of the kind of matches that he had, uh, from like 2006, with, uh, what you call it, with, uh, you see, with the different matches that he had, JBL, all these different, uh, yeah. with, he's with Kali, usually, that's like one of the most memorable ones you've seen, especially during that time era, you know, like, uh, Oh, that whole SmackDown era, that was like... So that was a good... That was a good face turn because that that benefited his future. I mean, you've seen them have good matches in WrestleMania after that. Probably at WrestleMania 22, 23. I don't remember who he fought. Yep. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy with uh, Batista, because, I mean, you know, you see a lot of people with, uh, like, since you talk about Batista, I'm going to talk about the reverse. So my pick for a face will probably be uh, John Cena as a top face turn, I think. Because when you see him, it's the opposite, it's the same thing as uh, what happened with Batista. In SmackDown, it was just it was him going ahead and, you know, he turned into a face for a time. He liked on it, they, they saw something, and they said, you gotta run. So then, let's run with this, too. That was a good face turn. I mean, if you see how that happened, it was, it's the same, you know, it, it was, you know, it's like the uh, same parallel. 
with uh, Raw because you saw how he, uh, you know, he he was in the, you know, he was uh, at the Dragon Ball Two Thousand Three. The first time when he was in the, you know, team it was Team Lesnar, Team Angle. Yeah, I remember that. And then he, and you know, people were expecting that he was gonna be the hero, so you know, he was a big hero. He was gonna go to um, uh, Team uh, Team Lesnar. But then I don't know where you know he turned to Team Angle, and then people were like, "Wow, that's crazy! What did he do with this?" Nick, then, what do you have to say? Yeah. Well, uh, in terms of addressing Batista as a face turn, I feel like the turn itself was actually pretty well done because it contrasted to uh, how they turned on Orton. But I feel like Orton's face turn was actually a lot better done. And, um, you know, like Batista, he's a pretty good baby. But um, I feel like he has more money as a heel and his, as a baby face. His moveset's very limited. He's not able to do as much. And he, he kind of has a very boring promo, at least in my opinion. The money, there, the money in him is there as like a monster heel. Like, I mean, like his last stint in WWE, a lot of it came off that, and plus the fans rejected him. They didn't, they didn't buy it, so that, I mean, that's where I would say about that. Um, as for Cena, um, I actually would agree with that, because the evolution of his career since then, and uh, he's pretty much become a piece of the heel route, he might have never seen that come to fruition, but um, are we up to the point where I'm um, putting in my pick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. All right. So I'm gonna throw out, um, you know, I'm gonna point to the attitude era. Um, Obviously, I think the uh, <laughs> the long term aspect of it worked out. But I would say when they decided to turn off the base at WrestleMania 13 against Bret Hart, hurting Hart's skill in the process. I think that was good. To be in the Attitude Era, and also let Austin be himself. Yeah, no, he didn't wear a white hat, and he didn't, you know, he wasn't handling the crowd. But then again, a lot of his act involved, you know, bringing the audience to pay the channel along. And he was doing bad things, but he was getting cheered for it. It was really like to be like praised as an anti-hero. As for I'm gonna go with Austin because obviously in the long run it helped him to be even worse and it made Austin's career all that much better. Because you think about it, that was a good face turn because in the attitude era he got the same thing. He was portrayed as the heel, but he was getting face pops. Yep. I mean, if you see that, uh, like you know, it's. WWE has this mindset of putting people as a fixed thing. They start saying, okay, you're going to be a heel, you're going to be face. Yeah. Yeah, after a while, they start making them, like, you know, they start having them uh, challenge themselves. Say, who, you know, which one is better fit for this guy. But the way that you see, the way that you see uh, Austin, he kind of made himself. Because no matter what role they put him at, he was really good at it. Yeah. It was good though. Yeah. I I personally liked Austin throughout the whole Attitude Era, face or heel. I didn't really care. He made a really good heel as well. Like when he finally turned, although granted he turned twice in 2001 as a heel, but um he played it off really well. And I kind of dug his segments as a Lions leader, and that actually led to a lot of fun stuff. But you know him critting the beer truck. 
with, with the beer truck and um, the milk truck as well, um, the the kumbaya guitar segments. I mean, all, Austin's done very good work as well, but I think ultimately he's going to be a, a face like, no matter no matter what. He's like the most popular guy. I loved Austin when he did the old guitar shit. Yep. That was that was hilarious. That was just oh my god. It was, it was, that showed more of his other personality. <coughs> you know, being the badass, being the you know the tough guy, the one that can wrestle in the ring. That actually showed something else. Like you know, he has some otter talent too. Like he can actually provide something like you know outside of the ring. It's just ironic because um, in ECW, um, Austin basically he was injured with the with an arm injury, and him and so money and him like you know in terms of cutting promos. So uh, his his. Uh, his later attitude or personality really came to be, you know, in ECW when basically you would cut promos on WCW and Eric Bischoff, you know, really give an example of uh, what he would do later in the future. But it's just funny that, you know, uh, an early version of, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out in ECW. I agree with that, yeah. I mean, um, when we're talking about, like, faces and heels, when you talk about seeing, when you talk about Batista, Austin, if you talk about how even The Rock, they gave them heels and faces turns throughout their career. But if you see Cena, did they ever give him a, you know, they didn't ever give him a full heel turn. But if you've seen, um, like, you know, what happens through, you know, uh, like, would you draw a conclusion? That Sorry? The face turn. Have you seen, uh, like, all the names? Austin, Rock, right? Uh, Batista, they've always they've, they've gone from heel to face and face to heel back and forth. Do you think it's because the maybe you know the, the booking they probably tr they probably trust um, the character as opposed to like for example let's say Cena, they're only making him a face. You feel like they trust him as much, or they're not doing it because they feel you know intimidated that maybe it won't work or maybe something will happen. Well, basically, Cena's kind of trapped as a face now because of his status with the company as uh, as the uh, quote-unquote face of the company. So it's kind of hard to... Uh, I, I think he could have done really good as a heel. Um, you know, uh, he obviously could cut a really good promo, and obviously his early work came from being a heel. But um, you know, it's really hard to think of Cena that way. But well, not even that. It's not. It's like, he's not like a <clears throat> clear cut like face, baby face. Like you know, he, he he tends to have like violent tendencies, and you know, you've seen that in some of his uh, promo work and some of his uh, segments. And it's been a little bit more ruthless than usual. And um, you know, on that front, you know. I think I think it, it he benefits from that because, because I think that's the furthest his character would go. Yeah, you didn't even go you know, to the you know bathroom. You're never gonna get yeah. yeah, and money's gonna be on the floor. No, so now we can go buy her her bag. I think that um, I mean when we talk no, about uh, you know, heel turns. Cena hasn't had a real heel turn, yeah, I but I mean you know, um, you the way that they bring people do you think i mean like especially now you see all the people booing cena a lot like it's crazy to the point where they're just sick of it now do you think they could probably make something out of that i highly doubt it at this point i highly doubt it i just don't see it happening like the time for that was 10 years ago but they just held out and made it you know i gotta stop at the house basically made him you know stay the course and 
Actually, in that My process, he kind of did, you know, all right, yeah, his moveset's very limited, but he was able to put on really good matches with you know, like guys who could carry him, like, you know, uh, CM Punk and Shawn Michaels and Triple H and people of that sort. So, I mean, it's hard to really, you know, you could all fantasize about a CM Punk, but we, we know it's never going to happen. You got a point, yeah. I mean, I see that. I mean, when we talk, so we just talked, discussed uh, all the face turns. Uh, now, how about the heel turns? You know, so heel turns, you know, it defines whether you know you you can produce a reaction from the crowd where they actually hate you, or to the point where you know where they actually, you know, where they where you get an actual reaction of them, you know, where you actually feel like a heel. Because do you think that now it's a little bit blurred now? There's no actual such thing as a heel now, because if you see the heels are getting, you know, the supposed heels are getting cheered. The um, you know, the, they're not they're in the same reaction, you know. So like, you know, would it be? What, what would you say about that? I I still I still think there's still a thing such as a clear cut heel. Like, but there's different there's different degrees of being a heel. Like, it could be the uh, the cocky, overconfident heel who uh, you know. Uh, who cheats to win? If if you if you've seen the New Day as of late, you know they've taken upon that. You gonna do mine too? Uh, and they, when they, are you gonna do mine? They believe they're like a face, but you know they're they're. My they're red car. I did it the other day. As I was so, putting everything in the garage. Too oblivious to notice yeah. that they're evil people, and they accuse everyone also being evil. Right. So I, I, you know, I think I think I that works. For them. And then you Already? have like. Like, uh, let's say Kevin Owens was very yeah, I, know. I, I like the thing that they took me like just an all-around badass. I wish they would have taken more. That was a have, great it's like the clear, Kevin Owens is a great heel. have like the clear, just all-out heel heel who, just, who won't do anything at all, you know? Um, uh, like, maybe like Seth Rollins, who uh, he, he has an excitable offense, but, you know, everything he does is is a heel move, and I think since he's, he's made that turn, I think I don't think, is really I don't think Seth is a good heel. Uh, none of those are my picks. So, 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 so yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm ready when, uh, whenever you yeah. are. So, I mean, we'll start with uh, you, and then we'll go back to Rick. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So uh, this one, I mean, like when we were when when the idea for this came about, I had the idea already. Uh, it's arguably probably the most popular character in the business. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know, there's billions of video, uh, videos on YouTube of it, so I really recommend you check it out just to see how well it was built up and the fact that it almost never happened. And obviously, I'm going to point to uh, WCW Bash at the Beach 1995, which turned out to be the night that, you know, beloved American superhero ended up being unveiled as NWO Subsequently, you know, the fans really reacted to that bunch of trash in the ring. Hogan played it all perfectly, and obviously it kick-started uh, WCW. The whole outsiders. Yeah. In the whole NWO. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, true, WCW was already pulling off things at the time. Like, like Luger appear, um, you know, supposedly under WWF contract, even though um, it before. And that whole national up as the outsiders. So, you know, they're really... Feeding this whole aura of unpredictability. <laughs> he wasn't in a big Having Hogan that was a 
Yeah. That was a great turn, though, Nick. And it's actually funny that it it almost never happened. Sting was actually meant to be the third NWO guy. I hope he was kind of on the fence about turning, but he finally made up his mind that you know, like the third the third guy has to be an ex WWE guy because that's the only way it's gonna work. So seeing it come about like that was probably the best thing now. And obviously, it it the NWO angle fresh. They're not even allowed. Seeing Hogan as a heel. And a new play has really uplifted his career in, in ways that you know, his career was basically done. Like at, he was sick of wrestling, and his character never really progressed outside of the whole eat your vitamins, say your prayers thing. So once, once he was able to get the green light to be a heel. You could see how much he benefited from that. Now, obviously, like as the years went on, he kind of hogged up the spotlight and never really let the younger guys, you know, take their spot on the card. There's still no denying. You, you, you can't say Hogan's turn wasn't a really good business. I think that was a great turn, though, because no one expected that. That's probably one of the best. That's probably one of the best in all of history. Because if you look back and trace back, what other heel surpassed that one? What other, you know, surpassed that one? You really can't name any, you know. Like some of them, yeah, some of them actually they they don't they match up to it slightly, but they don't actually surpass that heel. Because not only was it a heel turn, it was a jump ship turn. Yeah, it was a it was a heel turn heard around the world. Yeah, suppose if you want to dub that. But, yeah, yeah. Because we've seen the way that he was. Um, you know. But like, I think Sting would probably been the better, uh, you know, the better move. Looking back. Yeah. Sting being that better, um, you know, the better person, like the third, the third man in that group. That's true. Like, had they not, let's say, you know, had they not gone ahead and chose Hogan. Who else could you have thrown in, though? Nah, I'm talking about Sting, like, just Sting. Oh, but I'm saying, like, I, 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 that fits Hogan yeah, perfect, though. I don't though. think it would, it would have been a little bit of a shock, but I don't think it would have had the long term. Not as much. Even yeah, though sure. Sting, you know, I think he would have shown his, uh, his pro character, like right. the whole black and white thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that would have came with the turn. But it actually really benefited because they were able to hold off on a Sting Hulk Hogan feud, which lasted for a year. Even though they, they, they messed it up at circa '97, um, you know, Sting should have won that. Should have won the title cleanly, but that Bret Hart involved. So I think they really off the ball. I think. If everything had gone the way it should have gone, WCW probably would have ran away with the, the money board, but them messing up that allowed them to that's how everything came about with that. Who's next? So next one... Um, I'm I'm talking about the retirement angle, but when I'm talking about this one, I'm just talking and focusing on uh, uh, retirement angles. Or should I say lack of retirement? She um, you know, there was a fake retirement. This is what I'm supposed to about. I'm talking about the Scott Steiners, uh, Bret Hart. You know, them going ahead and officially saying they retired, but then it turned into something else. The person that my pick as a best heel turn in my mind would be Mark Henry, and uh, I think it was July of 20. Yeah, 2017, 2013. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know that. Is, is she coming with us? 
That was probably, I think, one of the best EO turns I've ever seen. Because you saw that him, you know, the come out. Unexpected. Yeah, it was unexpected, too. I mean, that, that car, in fact, has shown. I mean, that car, everybody's, you know, attention. Because when you saw that, you're like, really? Like, Mark if, you remember, if you remember the whole thing, when they video shot the crowd, everyone was just like, wow, holy crap, he's actually firing. fuck happened? It's crazy. I mean, the way that it happened, it was, you know, perfect on point. The way that, you know, it, it happened, you know, the attention was brought that there. Was great. That yeah, was everybody, great. Yeah, everybody got their intention there, and then they, WWE just sinkered everybody in this, anchored everybody in, and then everybody just... And not even that. Not even that. The fact that it took a week to actually build it up. Because if you remember the week prior, they were saying Mark Henry's making a big announcement. Yeah. And then, boom. Everyone's like, okay, retirement. Two seconds later? Yeah, it even got the, ner the, the new sites as well, so that, that was actually really uh, kind of refreshing to see. But, um, yeah, the whole, the whole segment as a whole was, was money right there. Down to the... Uh, down to the crying. Henry was breaking down in tears during the whole thing. He was talking about his family, his, his little son Jacob, who, like... His you know, daughter, who he said, I'm coming home. Yep. And, and the whole crowd came sexual chocolate. Remember that? That was amazing. <laughs> that was hilarious. And he just he just took it and said, thank you, like, you know, thank you, thank you, you know, appreciate that, you know. He was tearing up. It was crazy. I was like, damn, man. And you got a real connection right there. Because, you know, it, that made people actually say, okay, you know, they tied an emotion to that and said, you know, this guy really is retiring. But then when you see Cena come out, it's like, wait, something's going on here. Why would they have Cena come? And then, out of nowhere. <laughs> Boom, he just clocks. Yeah, he just clocks Cena. Everybody's like, and you hear the whole crowd chanting, yeah, yeah. They just they're up on their feet, screaming like, thank God, like you know, something should happen. Now. Yeah. And then money in the bank happens, and then what happens? You know? And then Henry goes down. Henry goes down. Cena wins. Superman always wins. Yay! Of course, the shocker. Fuck that. Fuck that. Great. Right. You want my turn? Next turn. Yep. Alright, my heel turn involved two lifelong best friends. Everyone knows as the click turned to DX to Shawn Michaels' retirement. Comes back, starts a whole rivalry. They come out for one night only. Triple H's heel turn on Shawn Michaels. Another great heel turn. Yeah, that was really well done. The way that ha that happened, it was. I mean, what did you like when you first saw that? I mean, I probably I didn't see that at the time because you know I only had access to SmackDown. But you guys probably you guys probably had a chance. You guys like you know. Um, I watched it live. Yeah, like you know. I think I was like ten years old, but that that made me fall for it all the more. Actually, yeah. my brother who was sitting next to me, he's ten years older than I am. He fell for it too. Really? Just no one expected it. On, you know, moment. Everyone just remembers that. Yeah. And actually, their feud that happened after that was. If you remember, it, it came out with the with their unsanctioned match at SummerSlam two, and then it all culminated to uh, Michaels winning the title at Survivor Series. The Elimination Chamber match. Chamber match, which I was there to see live. You know, that, that was awesome. Uh, it was a, that was a great it, rivalry, though. It kind though. of uh, revived Michaels' career when everyone thought you know he would just be a, a name and face just associated with the Attitude Era. I was just gonna say that. He's, so, uh, yeah. He, he, because you think about it, he was uh, that was a couple years that he took off. 
That was when he was finding himself yeah. and finding God. Yeah. That's when he had that, uh, you know, he had he had problems with, uh, you know, drugs. He had, um, you know, specifically painkillers. Um, you know, he, he had a back injury, a very, very, like, you know, very hard back injury for an athlete. Yeah. And, and you know, people were questioning it. People were saying, you know, does this guy still have it? Or is he just an old man just trying to get back with, you know, young lions for no, you know, it's like, come on. If you watch, if you watch the documentary on the WWE Network, which you could get for free this month, up until Elimination Chamber, which is next Sunday, just throwing it out there, plug in the network, just because. There's They're not paying back, us. Still, it, it gets the for most of them. They don't pay us. <laughs> Fuck the network, man. Fuck that 999 bullshit. But if you watch uh, thing WWE rivalries, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, there's a whole backstory to it. Because he wanted to come back. Very well done, I will say that. I'm kind of watching the uh, the Monday Night Wars. That was a great uh, great thing. Six episodes through it, and it's just brilliant all around. So, you know, I'm making my way through it. Yeah, the documentaries are. I mean, the way that they brought that story up, it was pretty good. Plus, um, Shawn Michaels, you know, he had that whole. Uh, Arrow trying to prove himself to say, hey, you know, I'm still, I'm still there. I'm, st I can still do it. And you know, when he did it, he, he actually proved it. He actually, in the, in the process, got a lot more of the Attitude Era fans back in the WWE. And if you see that, that's probably when WWE was reaching their uh, ruthless aggression era. You know, the beginning of that. It's a short deal. You know what I mean? It's a short deal. He don't care. He needs to I mean, as you know, as we start discussing heels and faces. So, you know, we just discussed the top three face turns that we think in our minds. Um, top three heel turns in our minds. Um, you know, I mean, you know, what? it all comes down to who the character is, you know, what they do. But not only that, also how you build around the turn. I mean, do you think, um, like, there's more anti-heroes now than faces and heels? Because when you think about it, it's not just a face and heel. There's also a little bit of the gray too, the anti-hero, you know, or the anti, you know, the anti-hero, the um, you know, the Ambrose, yeah, Ambrose, Rollins, no, not Ambrose, Ambrose, Orton. There's a few yeah. of them yeah. that are actually like big names. Basically, guys that don't give a fuck about you know about who they are as long as they're doing it for their own good. So in a way, you're looking at them like they're a heel, but at the same time, they're a face, depending on what they're doing. Like, a couple years ago, they asked Orton, Orton, are you a heel or a face? He's like, to be honest, I'm myself. If you want to cheer me, cheer me. If you want to boo me, boo me. I'm myself. I, I could care less. There's times where WWE makes it clear what kind of reaction they want, and I think like right now he's being a, set up as a face. Right now he's a face. He's put up against the authority, but um, same thing for Ambrose too. But um, <laughs> they can pull out the anti-hero thing well, but you know it's all about how they're positioned. Like they do bad things and they get cheered for it, so I think that's where they get catered. Right now, right now they're feuding. Ambrose or Rollins. Obviously, we know Rollins is the heel, so Ambrose is the face. But yeah, he could switch any second. Pretty much. Which had everyone believing a Shield reunion at Payback. I mean, the moment that that happened, that was 
everybody, you know, everybody was just, the crowd was on their feet. They got a great reaction. They blew the roof off that freaking place. It was crazy. But, uh, and I mean, it was funny, like, right after. Yeah. Rollins wanted to do the triple fist things. Yeah. And they all looked at him like, no. They're like, it's no. It's not happening. Like, that's just not happening. The fuck out of here. I mean, but do you, do you see that down the line, you know, where they're going to have the face as Roman Reigns. They're going to have, they're going to set up Rollins as the the, uh, the heel. And then they're going to have the anti-hero that's set as uh, Ambrose. Ambrose. I feel like when um, she'll turn face, I feel like that's kind of what they were doing for a time. I mean, obviously, which had another great rivalry in the, the Shield versus the Wyatts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that too. But I mean, uh, especially with the tag team scene, you know, it's very unpredictable. You don't really know who's the heel, who's the face. You don't know whether right. they're, you know, the great cheering example. or the This is our own kid. They're supposed to be portrayed as heels, but it's their faces now. You can yeah. tell. But it was like crazy. It was like one week they were heels. I mean, they were yeah, they were heels, and now they're faces. Next night, boom, faces. Yeah, what literally ba- the next what, night. <laughs> what What baffles me the most, particularly, is the diva division. And what annoys me is that the fact that they turn the Bellas into faces when, like, two months ago they were like the top mean girl heels and. They didn't even offer an explanation. Like Naomi turned heel, they actually provided like a reason for that. But there's times where, like in her promo, she she oh. almost sounds like like she's correct in her argument, which is never the case. If you want to have like a, a true convincing heel, like they're supposed to make up something outlandish that's supposed to be like what? Like they're just making well, up. It's like you can't really well, say that. AJ about was her. supposed to do that heel turn on Paige. But she retired. Uh-huh. I think I that should. Yeah. That should have. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Naomi has benefited the most because yeah, she's like, probably the best woman in the division right now, and in terms of being like the most pushed act. But I'm actually really curious to see what comes up. Like, obviously Paige made her return just recently, but I'm waiting to see like what happens when Charlotte comes up and like Sasha. I'm Banks. waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting just, for know, those two to come up. Yeah, the division's gonna really benefit from them coming up. But I really wonder like how how things are gonna happen. Like, well, I was talking to Sal um, on Wednesday, right after NXT Unstoppable. I'm waiting for Becky Lynch. Cause yeah, me, yeah the, I, I think the match um, she had with Sasha was yeah, that, the second that, best match of the night. No, I'd say that was the best match of the night. I think the Baylor Breeze match topped it. I think it's, yeah, it's the other way around for me. I think that was a very good opener, but I'd call it the second best match on the show. I think Rhino and uh, was it Rhino and Corbin was really good. I think Corbin really proved his ground. Corbin is starting to become something big now. Like you start seeing him, I think you know he's got everything now. I don't know. He frustrates me sometimes because I feel like, it, we I feel like he, he's still a little bit too generic. I feel like he has nothing like insane, he, uh, he like, doesn't have a great move set. He's like the quiet giant. That's, I mean, you know, he got a little more time to work for, but I think the way that he has a look, he has everything. He can. But the he, one thing we can all agree on, the molar of the night was Samoa Joe. Yeah, hands down. Joe coming out when you saw, and what's really got me now is how there now there's a lot of heat about him keeping his name. 
Because if you look at it, you know, TNA uses name Samoa Joe, and now WWE is using it. Is there, is there kind of like a copyright or a likeness issue? Like, you know, that that using the same name? I wouldn't even say that because he, he, he came out with this new t shirt that says Samoa Joe on it. By the way, that's sold out. commentary team acknowledged that. Actually, I don't know if you heard about Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews, he's the head commentator of TNA. He put out a tweet that said, Something along the lines of uh, if Samoa Joe is so known, how did the NXT broadcast team know him so well? If we're so obscured, and I'm so sorry. I saw that. I mean, it's kind of lame because he had it on his T-shirt. Not to mention the shirt itself is on sale on WWEshop.com. Oh no, it's only sold out. With only a couple hours, it was on the site. It got sold. It got sold now. And then it's not like Samoa Joe exclusively made his name in TNA. You could argue that he made his name in ROH. Don't forget, he was, uh, he was their champion for about 21 months. 18 to 21 months. So he was their world champion for that long. And he had, like, three matches with CM Punk. I put both those guys up. And Brian Danielson. Yeah, yeah, him too. I mean, when you see Joe in WWE, he actually, like, I still can't believe this, that he's in the same roster as Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Throw out any name there. Sheamus, freaking Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, everybody. I'm telling you, you see all that, and you start saying, you know, the, op the opportunities are endless. And he only has a two-year contract, mind you, so, you know, that just gets a question of what is the future going to look like. Well, you know he's going to make the best out of his two years. Definitely. I mean, to see him there is, you know, and a lot of people are saying that, uh, that, well, the argument is that Joe is actually independent contractor, so, you know, he works, like, as for, for example, Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio, he was, you know, that, that's WWE's, like, own name. But he kept his, you know, he kept his own character, he kept everything, because he was his own independent contractor. Yeah, he, I was reading something, he has the same contract as Rhino, so he could perform in other companies while working in NXT. Yeah, it's like an exclusive deal. Especially with the C. Joe now, he's actually supposed to work, I think, this, uh, this weekend, upcoming weekend, at, uh, I think, one of the indie shows. And supposedly, this is rumor. Yeah, he's fighting, um, Jay, he's fighting, uh, shit, I read it before, but the owner of that company said, if Punk wants to fight Joe, I'll cancel the fight and make Joe versus Punk. He said, oh, it's on my Kia or something. I mean, that's, I mean, it could be bullshit. Maybe something, we don't know. It is still getting around, man. I don't think Punk has any intention of ever going back to wrestling, especially with like, his training and everything. I mean, would they not even let him? They'd probably be like, no, you can't. So, yeah, I guess that ends our podcast. Um, we're about to reach that end point. Uh, again, visit PWO uh, for wrestling opinion. You can check out our website. You can check on. Um, you can check out the Facebook page, RSN, RSN Podcast, Facebook.com slash Podcast. You can check the Google page. You can check the YouTube page. Go on YouTube. Type in search RSN Podcast. See you guys then. All right. See you guys.